Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Chris Neal from Blue Prism join us. Chris, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Yeah, hi, Shauna, and thank you for inviting me. I'm Chris Neal. I'm Director of Global Sales Enablement at Blue Prism. I've been with the company about three and a half years. We have a team of eight people to do sales enablement for a sales force of around 500. My role is to, I oversee the the global programs and uh, excited to be here to talk about those today. Fantastic. Well, we're excited to have you here as well. Now, one of the things that I know that you've referenced in the past is, is really around you know, how to make enablement programs successful. And in order to do so, rep engagement is is absolutely critical. But I think getting that engagement can often be easier said than done. In your experience, what are some of the common challenges that you've experienced in, in getting reps to engage in enablement programs? Yeah, good, good question to start. It can definitely be a challenge. I've seen it before, you know, I've run programs before that have run really well and, and reps have been really engaged and there have been others where, not, not just in Blue Prism, but in previous roles as well, right, where um, you, you really struggle to get engagement. And for me, it comes down to two things. It's, it's, about, it's about awareness and communications. So they have to know what, what the program is, how to get engaged with it, what the expectation is on them, right, so that they can't use the excuse of I didn't know about it. That's the basic one. Uh, the more the more critical one is alignment, right? So if you've got an enablement team coming from, you know, with a, with a view from headquarters about here's what you need to learn this month, if that's not aligned with the goals that your first line manager has for you as a sales representative for that month or that quarter, then there's a conflict. You're being pulled in two directions, right? You've got your, your direct manager measuring you on one thing and a corporate sales enablement team saying you're going to be measured on something else. And that's where you can get a challenge. So for me, it's it's mostly about working with sales leadership all the way from chief revenue officer down to first line managers to make sure that the uh, initiatives and programs that we develop and run are as aligned as possible with what field teams need in order to be successful. Absolutely. And how have you overcome some of the challenges so that you can encourage higher engagement? The best way to do that is to consult with sales leaders from the get-go. As soon as an initiative is conceived and you're thinking of building something, we need to bring sales managers along for that ride, along that journey. Let's say our chief marketing officer has a new set of messaging and they want everybody in sales to learn that new value proposition presentation, for example. You know, that's important. And I'm sure, you know, if you had a conversation with a sales leader, they would agree that it's important. But if you don't talk to them about it in the right way and don't position it in the right way, it can come across as a, as a demand from HQ that, as I said before, doesn't directly align with what people are needing to do out on out in the field. So, you know, it's, it's important to start with why, right? I, I keep going back to the Simon Sinek book, Start With Why. Let's start with why we're doing this and what we're trying to achieve and how it's going to help everyone, not just enablement, but sales leaders and sales reps themselves. Uh, let's make sure everybody understands that and then build that into the cadence so that by the time we roll out the program, the rep is hearing about it and being driven to do it, not by uh, a corporate sales enablement team, but by their direct manager. 
Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Now, you mentioned that aligning with what matters most to your audience can help improve the effectiveness of enablement programs. Now, when when you're developing a new program, how do you ensure that it'll it'll both be relevant for your reps, but also make it easy for them to consume to reduce maybe some of that complexity? Yeah, good question. So, so take the first part of that question first, right? How do we ensure that it's relevant? And I, and I think this comes down to how you introduce it, right? Because quite often a, an enablement initiative or it might be a training course or it might be a, an assessment or something like that is coming from a group or department in the company like a product management function or something like that, right? Where the presenter or the subject matter expert delivering the training is not necessarily looking at the big picture of why this is important for sales. So if you just record something or you just put something out there and they, and you put the rep directly in front of the SME, it's not always easy for them to join the dots and see that relevance for themselves. So a good job that a sales enablement professional can do is to bookend that presentation or that training module with some scene setting. Right. So I would go on and I would explain to them, you know, that we understand the challenges that they face, uh, what it is that they are being asked to, to deliver for the company in terms of revenue, position what they're about to see in the context of that and talk about how it's going to help them. And then I'll come back on at the end and kind of summarize what they just heard and relate it back to their role. Right. So that helps them see the relevance, even though the meat of the presentation itself may not. So that's part one of your question. The other one was about how can we make it easy to consume to reduce some of the complexity? If we've got an initiative or a, or a program we want to roll out, then what, what we do is you know, there's a number of ways you can do this, right? And the platforms all over the place. There are digital sales enablement platforms. It's, you know, There's all kinds of platforms you can use to ho- host multimedia material. We use one of those. And what we do is we break it up. If it's learning a solution from beginning to end, including how to position, how to present, who the competition are, which personas to talk to, etc. You know, we break that up into individual modules to make it a bit more bite-sized so that we're not asking them to take a whole day out of the field to learn. We're asking them to do like 30 minutes a day, right? Something like that. Um, And then as we go along, we have like little mini assessments. So instead of saying, do this six hours of self-study and then take this huge exam, it's 30 minutes and a five-question test or 40 minutes and a four-question test. And at the end, we could even do something like a, a video pitchback where they actually present back and their manager gets to see that. I think that's phenomenal. Now, what are some of your strategies for showing reps the whole picture, though, from maybe the beginning of your enablement program so that they can see that smooth path to success? So there's a couple of things here, one of which we're already doing and another one that I would like to do but we haven't done yet. Okay, so the one that we're already doing, again, uh, I'm not mentioning product names here, but we have a, a sales enablement platform that we use. All of our reps have access to it. So we can basically draw a picture of all of the things available and, and present it to them in a way that's easy for them to navigate and browse around. Um, and that enables them to kind of see the big picture when they go in and then they double click here, double click there, and they dive into the specific product or the specific service offering that they want to learn more about. Right, so it's almost like an online encyclopedia, if you like. So that's the that's the thing we're already doing. The the thing that I think would be just as useful, but I've never I've never quite managed it yet, is if you're in a if you work for a company that has a a number of products that it sells, right, a portfolio of products rather than just one thing that they sell. Then what's really useful is to because you know if you if you have multiple products and then 
you know, next week we're doing training on product A and the week after that we're doing training on product B and the week after that we do training on product C. That can get kind of overwhelming and confusing for them because they don't always necessarily know how A relates to B relates to C and how they all fit into the bigger picture. So the thing I'm talking about here is what I call a solution picture. And you can think of it almost as an infographic that shows the whole world of what your company does and what it sells and what it, how it helps customers. And then each product and piece of the jigsaw would be a small item on that infographic. And that way, if you're doing training on product B, firstly, if product, why are you doing training on product B, right? Because in the version two is coming out and it's improved over version one. Well, what are the improvements? And so you end up with showing the big picture and then zooming in on product B as one of the capabilities and then talking about how the new features change the overall picture of what we're selling. And if it doesn't, then we probably don't need to enable on it. Right. So that's something I'd like to do, but haven't actually got around to yet. That's fantastic. Now, we've discussed a lot of ways to create effective enablement programs. I'd love to dig into what effective enablement means to you and and how do you quantify the effectiveness of your enablement programs? Yeah, this is a tricky question. It always comes up. Um, and whenever, if you're in sales enablement, you're regularly asked by sales leaders and others, you know, how do you measure success? It's difficult to measure success in, in real hard numbers, right? Because while, while there are specific numbers that sales can measure, like revenue, like win rates, like discount, right? Like quota attainment, all of those things are hard numbers that you can measure. But the, the role that sales enablement played in achieving those numbers is much harder to quantify, right? Because there's a number of factors that, that contribute to a, a good or a poor performance. Sales enablement is just one of them. So it is quite hard to do. Um, there's a couple of ways that you can look at that. One is step back from those numbers and just look at the, the reason why you're doing an enablement program in the first place, making sure everybody's clear on what the objective is. What is it we want sales reps to be able to say or do differently as a result of this program? And then you assess their ability to do that, right? So going back to my earlier example, if you've got a brand new value proposition uh, PowerPoint deck that's come out, then the behavior change you're trying to instill is you're getting people to get confident and credible and proficient in delivering that new presentation, right? So you can teach them how to do it. You can show them an expert on video presenting it. Then you ask them to have a go and you ask their managers to review it. And if all of that's done and they have a good go and the manager gives them a good review, then, you know, that's a good way of measuring the effectiveness of that program. It doesn't necessarily give you a direct uh, impact on the bottom line, right, the following quarter, but it's, it, it's as far as you can get. The other thing you could do, and I was at an event recently where I attended another session by, by another sales enablement professional, and it was very interesting. They talked, about, they talked about sales velocity, right? And so sales velocity includes things like uh, the length of sales cycle and how many opportunities and the average deal size and your win percentage and so on. If you're starting with why at the beginning, and you're linking an activity to a knob you can, a virtual knob you can turn to increase the number of opportunities or to increase the deal size. Maybe you increase the deal size by positioning services, right? Um, those are things you can measure, right? So changes to metrics that affect sales velocity can be directly attributed to the enablement that supported it, if you see what I mean. I love it, Chris. Thank you so much. I, I enjoy this conversation and the insights that you provided today. No worries. You're welcome. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.